0: Welcome to another episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Watson. Uh, I'm a pastor here at Christ Community Church, and I'm here with... Neil Grogan, Associate Pastor at Christ Community Church. And we, we've actually missed a few weeks of podcasting, which, which we always told ourselves we didn't want to do. Uh, but the whole, the whole uh, COVID-19 situation, the coronavirus, has kind of thrown a, a wrench into everybody's plans. We've missed a few weeks. Yeah, uncontrollable circumstances. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Of course, other podcasts have pulled it off, but we're just not professionals, I guess. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those weird things where I feel like with everyone in quarantine, like in my mind, it's like, well, there should be more time to do more stuff. But I feel like there's less time to do more stuff. Are you working on my gain on my mic? Yeah, I'm trying too to soft? fix this up. I feel like we're go- coming in real hard. All right, sorry about that. But now I, I guess like on my teaching job, it's like trying to figure out how, I, I'm not like going into class and teaching, but now I'm having to figure out how to do lessons remotely and how to get my class together remotely and scheduling that with other teachers' remote conversations. And so that's been difficult. And then even pastoring has been different. How, how's it been different for you, man? <laughs>
1: Man, it, it's been a lot of uh phone calls and Zoom meetings and FaceTimes and uh you know, I like to get coffee with people, so mm. I guess virtual coffee is occurring right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot tough. Of, yeah, the just the follow up and check checking bases with folks is is totally different. You know, we had a big Zoom meeting with all of our community group leaders and You need to do that again. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Um but what I'm figuring out is that um Brothers were not professionals was very prophetic.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I, I was talking last night on a, on like a video message with family on Easter, and we were talking about like new words hmm. that have been made. Um, I did one that the I made up one. Uh, maybe it's already one that the. the Corn shaming. Corn (laughs) shaming. It's like, how close did you get to that person? Who did you have over? What did you do? You're right. Uh, Did you wash your hands twice? Exactly. But I also think there's one that's occurring that's probably like Zoom fatigue. Yeah, Zoom fatigue. That's great. (laughs) Where I feel like people have so many Zooms because your kids are on it for school and people are on it for work and you're doing it to try and maintain connections with church and family and it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, we're we're hitting we're hitting a wall on on remoteness. So, but I will say that I feel like the whole issue of the coronavirus has brought up a lot of different questions for churches. One of the ones that we've addressed early on is, is this whole idea of meeting on a screen? Is that actually church? Is that is is, is watching a video Sunday morning? the same as going to church and we would say what? Well yeah, we would say no. The the
1: church is the gathered body. The assembly has to assemble yeah. or as I, I like to say some assembly requires Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we have to assemble together uh, we're encouraging one another in song. We're you know, he, you know, hearing the word proclaimed, the gospel proclaimed and we're proclaiming it to one another.
0: And there's something about the, the like we are a part of something bigger than ourselves. Right. We're part of this membership. We're a part of this body of Christ. Yeah.
1: We're even taking communion as a family together. Yeah. And which leads us to our topic. It leads Stephen. us to our
0: topic, because I think I think a lot of churches we've seen and, and we're I just want to kind of put this out there. We're not dogging on any other churches. No shame. No shame. We're not corn shaming anybody here. <laughs> no shame or shade. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> just saying like as Christ Community Church and the elders of Christ Community Church, where do where do we stand, and how are we leading this body of Christ? Mm. And so that's why we made a big issue of saying we are we are the church dispersed. So if you notice that in some of our Facebook page, uh, posts or in our or in our verbiage, you're saying yeah we're the church dispersed. So on my on my notes where I have my order of service whenever we were gathering, that was always titled. The gathered church, and that right. was the that was the title for my liturgy, for my order of service yeah. for my liturgy. Now I remove that, and I actually have the the dispersed church mm. uh, because I believe that we're not meeting, and when you're not meeting, uh, something is lost in that. And I think right. I think everybody feels that at a gut level, even if they can't, even if I can't express it fully. Uh, with my words. But it, it has brought up this issue of communion. Many churches, once again, no judgment here, um, many churches are doing like a virtual communion. And we've had people ask us, "Like, are we going to do a virtual communion? And so that led Neil and I to get together and ask the question, all right, where do we stand on a lot of issues regarding communion? So we thought we'd talk about that. Uh, so just if you want to do a little personal reading, we have Jesus instituting communion in, in like Matthew 26 and Luke chapter 22. Uh, Jesus uses a lot of imagery of, of uh, he's the bread of life type of stuff in John chapter 6. And then as far as the New Testament is concerned and, and, and the letters of Paul, he focuses a lot on communion in 1 Corinthians Chapter eleven. Like yeah, verses, that's the big hitter passage, yeah, right? Verses seventeen through thirty-two. So, if you want to read this for yourself, those are the passages uh, that that we would go to. Mm. So, Neil, we kind of walked through three questions together, trying to figure out like where where do we stand? What was what well, That first question was like, who can lead communion? Right. So, and and what what is the what are what are things that we struck off that list? What are some of them?
1: Yeah, immediately we struck off like average Joe. Yeah, like, anybody. <clears throat> and, yeah. yeah, anybody in the club does not lead communion. There's some reasons we have from that that we're gleaning from, uh, like First Corinthians 11, um, and then and just regular leaders or. Or, uh, yeah, um, and then those are the big ones, those are the big two that because
0: we have a lot of people lead in the church that might not have a title or an office, but they do a ton of stuff, yeah. Like, I'm a
1: like someone who's like a nursery leader and someone
0: who stands up. The door welcoming and, and you know. teach a lot and yeah. or, or like, you know contribute a lot to a community group or they yeah you know, there's which are all value don't let all us don't don't
1: hear a, a lessening of what those things are because they serve the body in different ways that are vital um, but when we're talking about leading and communion there's some there's some things we have to work through and have to understand that really kind of limit. Um, who's leading, and one of those things is the, the idea of fencing the table. Stephen, you want to explain that?
0: Yeah, so the idea of fencing the table is, is in our church we do that before we take communion, and we say if you're a follower of Christ, you're welcome to partake, whether you're a member of our church or not. However, if you don't believe in Jesus, or if you're living in unrepentant sin, you're not trusting in Jesus, we ask that you not take communion, uh, that that idea of fencing the table is is done because Scripture talks a lot about, uh, or talks some about, where if we take communion in an unworthy manner, then we are eating and drinking judgment on ourselves. Uh, so this we view this as very much a, a pastoral role of, of, of protecting the flock of God. Yeah, and then the overall context
1: of your. Lord's Day gathering, right? Your Sunday morning worship is, man, we want to take the body through a time of confession, of okay. self-examination, which is what Paul clearly articulates here in First Corinthians 11. like that process has to happen. like we we want to lead the church through a process of self-examination, of judging our hearts uh, against the gospel. and then when we have confessed and sought, um, forgiveness for those sins that then now we are ready
0: to yeah. come
1: to the table together as a
0: family as a body of believers right yeah and there's also the idea that what we're doing is is, is the communion is a proclaimed word it is a procl- is a proclamation of the gospel but it's done visibly right uh, and so we, we really think that that needs to restrict who uh, administers communion. And we realize that not everybody would agree with us, and, and quite possibly not everybody in our own church would agree with us. And that's right. that's fine. Uh, that's that's quite all right. But this is just how we're going to be leading communion in, in our own church. And
1: then the I, other major aspect is when, and we want to be unified in our execution of the Lord's Supper. So one of the, the big things I see happening in 1 Corinthians 11 um, and verses 17 and 18 is that, and with the church in Corinth, which it's a good thing for us because they did a lot of stuff wrong, right? That Paul right. had to address sure. so that we don't have to make the same mistakes. But one of the things they did that was wrong was that there was division among the body. And so, man, there's all these different groups doing church, you know, when they're supposed to be together. And, um, or they're not doing it the same way, or they're against one another, or they're fighting each other, right? And so, and we want to make sure that for Christ Community Church at least, that we're unified in the execution of the Lord's Supper, that we're doing it the same way. Um, with the same things in mind, with mm. the same considerations, all of those things are happening in, in, in a context of unity.
0: Well, I think if you don't think deeply about it, it's, it's easy to make mistakes as well. right. Uh, I think many people believe that that communion is, is a sacrament, that it is necessary for salvation. right. And if we if we just said, you know what anybody can lead communion, it's very possible that someone might because there's so many voices out there, they might say something along the lines like this is how we receive God's grace for salvation, and be right. like whoa whoa you know hold hold up our horses. So there there is that need for 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 protecting and keeping this moment pure and safe. And I, I also I just don't want to diminish what we're doing here, right. Uh, I think I think we we want to say this is a special time uh, for the body of Christ mm. to visibly commune with God but also that we're communing with one another which is why we don't do self-serve communion right like we want to hand it to people and we want to do it as a body <laughs> uh, which kind of leads us to the next question of like you know, like where can communion be administered? Mm. Uh, first time, this is this is my confession. First time I administered communion was in a dorm room with like four other guys. Mine um, was in uh, in the woods with a group of guys. Okay, and I w- I would now come back and say, you know what, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is my repentance here. Um, but w- what we're saying is is where should communion be administered? And I'm going to say, like, I don't think it should just be a, a bunch of guys getting together, or a bunch of ladies getting together. I don't like the idea of doing it at at conferences, right, or even just as as a family unit, um, yeah. So I, I would I would say I would say that when we look at the New Testament, First Corinthians, and and even Acts, there's this idea that it is a is an act of the congregation. Hmm. Um, so, like in in chapter 11 of First Corinthians, says, "For in the first place, when you come together as a church, like." <laughs> that's what the text says. At, when you come together as a church, so it needs to be, in my mind this, this gathering of the body of Christ where you have, you have the body of Christ, you have the elements and you have, and you have the elders there administering them to the body. Right. In my mind, that, that, that's the context for it. Um, but yeah. I, I do think this whole issue of the coronavirus does, does make an issue though. Because, well, what if the government now comes back and says, you know what? You can't meet in groups of 100 or 70 or 80, but you can meet in groups of 20. Right. Let's say they go there in the future. and We we decide as a church, yeah, man, let's do it. We're starved for community here. Right. Uh, Could we then do it in smaller gatherings of the local body? Like if we have the elders present and we have the elements present and we have a large chunk of our church present. Could we do it there? Yeah. One of the things we were
1: talking about is that I think that's a real possibility, you know, that, man, we could, as elders, go to that um, gathered worship service uh, on the Lord's day. Maybe we ask these groups to meet at different times so that we can be there and help administer and help create unity in the body. Um, that yeah that that's something that we could possibly do you know but the other the other thing is like when we when we do communion we do it these ways and so you know this this is another thing I think a lot of places aren't really considering mm-hmm. is that is it necessary to do in your service every time you meet
0: yeah you know growing up our church only did it quarterly um it was a small country. Baptist church, uh, great pastor, great people, but it was just their tradition to only do communion once a quarter. So we did it four times a year. I've known mega churches where because it's so hard logistically, they did communion like once a year. Uh, and so I think doing it weekly has been a luxury for me. And a delight. And a delight for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Like, there was always an argument like, well, the more you do it, the less special it becomes. I'm like, no. Not like, at the all. More, <laughs> the, more, the more I do it, the more I'm like, oh, come Lord Jesus, this is good. Yeah. But, uh but it does, it does bring up the question, of like, uh, is it Necessary to do in a worship service, and we would say no, it's not necessary. It's it's preferred. It's preferred. I think. I think it's preferred. I think it's good practice, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, Another question that's been brought up is this idea of virtual communion. Um, Yeah, zoom union. Zoom (laughs) union. Another another good. uh, You're welcome. Corona corona word. Corona word. Uh, That's a that's a five (laughs) dollar Corona word there, Neil. yeah can we do it
1: virtually uh whether it's on live stream or in a zoom meeting or you know uh with with whatever we have in the fridge and in the pantry you know i think these are all these are all questions that we have to ask and and like you know for our church and again no shade right we no 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 no
0: condemnation from us no corn shaming corn yeah or corona shaming nation. No, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, not at all. But in the
1: context of our body, um, man, we just think it's important that, man, we're, again, we're unified in the way that we do it, um, that, man, we are actually physically gathered
0: together. Can, well, and can we fence the table? Yeah, no, we can't. And, and, and sometimes I guess
1: you could. You could, like, mute them and kick them out of the group. That's yes, could. <laughs> 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 Something happened. I'm not sure. How yeah. you got kicked well, off?
0: That's, that's like you shutting off my Zoom meeting the other day. Oh uh, yeah. Uh huh. Called you out on the podcast. We yeah. were doing a nice Lord's supper, um, a devotional on on Thursday for on Holy Week, and uh, said, I said, "Hey, we're we're done here, but I guess we can just hang out until Zoom kicks us off, and then like immediately after that, we get kicked off." Oh, it wasn't Zoom. kicking us It was us off. me. <laughs> Punk. Uh, sorry, we're distracted. Sorry,
1: my dad and I have this little game where we race to see who can hang up on the other
0: person <laughs> first. and So it was more of a habit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what is it? Cro- Corona-dination? What? Oh. <laughs> corn <Corn-dom-nation. laughs> There you go. So why don't we believe in virtual church? I think, first of all, you can't fence the table. Yeah. Um you you can't maintain unity in doing it that way. Yeah. I think also but for I think for us the biggest thing is live streaming and video recordings. It's not gathering.
1: It's not being the it's church. It's not yeah.
0: truly gathering as the body of Christ. Uh what, what happens, I think one of, the, one of the unintended consequences of saying we are doing church just like always and we're doing communion just like always, I think what you're emphasizing when you say that and when you do that is that the, the actual gathered body is not necessary. Right. And I think that's a danger that I want us to avoid.
1: It's simply not what we believe.
0: It's not what we believe. Yeah. Well,
1: Some assembly is required. Some assembly. Always. I, I love that. That's yeah. so good yeah but did, did you just say that so good yeah no. your own statement oh sh- you know some. you know I don't boast in anything other than my good statements <laughs> and the Lord you're
0: gonna, you're gonna you're gonna put your own quote on Facebook aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> guys check this cool thing out that I just said alright I'm sorry we uh we need to gather more often because we lose we lose control in these podcasts yeah all right. Well, that's that's just kind of a summary of where we are and what we believe mm-hmm. and how we are leading our local congregation. No, no, corn damnation. No, one, no. I'm just gonna go uh, <laughs> cause corn shamed. That's because he said that one. That's right. I <laughs> want to put myself on Facebook uh, for anyone else. But that's how. That's where. That's where we're falling
1: as a yeah. church. But again, uh, man, we just want to encourage you to just to. Remember that when we get to gather together, the whole physical body assembled.
0: We miss the church. (laughs) What a sweet
1: time we will have. Taking the Lord's Supper with one another, proclaiming the gospel to one another,
0: face to face, blessing each other in song. You know what that makes me think of? What? Whenever Jesus instituted Mm. and he said, I'm not going to drink again of the vine until I'm in the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that picture of this future wedding feast of the Lamb right. that we're looking forward to. Right. And he's like, I'm waiting You're right?" until then. Yeah. And it's like there's the wait, the wait weight, the weight to partake mm. creates this longing in us, and I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: Right, that yeah. marriage ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, guys, uh, mm. thanks for listening in, and, man, keep – Keep blessing one another. Keep pouring Amen. into one another. Don't, don't stop being the hands and feet of Jesus and don't stop worshiping wherever you are. Amen. All right. This is the Christ Community Church podcast. Until next time. Signing off. Signing off.